Hello world. If you can hear this, that means you're tuned into JSY podcast and I am your host, just simply Yvonne, coming to chat with you and you never know what about. This podcast was created for everyday people living everyday lives with the hopes that a conversation will be had that could change your perspective. We have made it to season two. I'm so excited to still be here. I hope that your ears are ready to listen. Your heart is open to receive a nugget or two and that this is a good use of your time. As Jahim says, come on over to my place. Let's see what we're talking about this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. We are officially at 41 and I'm like, oh my gosh, for one. And then for two, we are officially in the last week of the month here in July. If you can hear this, I hope that you are doing well physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, all of the ways that you could be doing well. I hope that you are feeling that. And if not, I hope that you are making plans and preparations to be feeling that way, to move in that direction. I hope that here in this episode where it is journaling with JSY, that you have been journaling and getting things out of your mind and out of your body and thinking about where it is that you want to go here in 2022, things that you want to accomplish as we are moving and grooving through this year, I am so very, very, very excited to say that I am officially crossing things off my list from the beginning of the year. And I'm just so happy. And so I hope that you make small goals, medium goals, and large goals to be able to challenge yourself throughout this whole year. I will say that time is passing regardless. So making a goal or not, time still passes. So in that, I would hope that you will be able to be better on the other side. So this is a gentle nudge to let you know that you officially have five months left of 2022. And I bet you, you can accomplish at least one thing, if not more than that. But you of course have to write it down, think about it and make some preparations and some plans to actually accomplish that thing. So without further ado, This particular month, I want to talk about maintaining a adult friendship. I think that is something that most people don't talk about. There is no training. There is no um, classes, if you will. There is no conferences about being an adult friend, maintaining adult friendships. And you may meet people when you're young and then you just kind of continue with them until you're older or until you fall out. But Um, I do believe that there are reasons and seasons for friends and that not every friend you meet is meant to be an indefinite friend. They might just have been that person that was your friend throughout your 20s or throughout your 30s or throughout your college career or throughout the career that you were, you know, that professional career that you were at that one company or in that one industry. You just never know. And so I think when people don't really talk about that, then people don't know what to do with that. Like when they start experiencing all the things that come along with being a friend, um, as you grow through life, as you go through life, you have things that you 
struggle with or things that you accomplish. And then if you're friends with someone, they have things they struggle with, things that they accomplish. And sometimes they're not on the same wavelength. They're not at the same time. They're not even the same. If I'm having a child and you're in college, we're two different paths. We can be friends if we understand that we're at different points in our life. But a lot of times because of the schedules, because of the responsibility, we fall out of friendship or we fall back and we go from a friend to maybe an associate and then from an associate maybe to an acquaintance. And I think that when looking at friendship, you have to kind of gauge who is this person? What do they do? What do they bring to the friendship? What do I bring to the friendship? What do we have in common? Like, where can we potentially go or grow into. So if you have a friend who is really good with financial matters and they like help you build your portfolio or fix your credit or work on your debt to income ratio, that's great. But then what are you in fact offering them? You don't want only one-sided friends. I'm not saying that you won't have friends that it benefits them It benefits you to be friends with them and not them to be friends with you. You just want to watch it if all your friendships are, it benefits you to be friends with them and they get nothing out of it. You want to seek to enhance someone's life in some way. It may not be financial. It may not be uh, physical. It may not be emotional, but you should be able to give to them something to enhance or enrich what you have. And so making a list of all your friends being able to look at it and say, this is so-and-so. I met them in church. We go to the same church. We've been friends this amount amount of time, but I really only deal with them when it comes to like church events, conferences, that type of thing. And then I met this person at the gym. We work out or we believe in working out or we believe in, you know, physical activities. And we really only hang out when it's like a tournament or it's a sports event going on, or we meet at the gym and have, you know, we hold each other accountable in that setting. Then you may have a friend that you work with and you don't really talk about things except work related things. None of those are bad. It's just, if you get to a spot and you say, well, I'm leaving this company or I'm leaving this industry or I'm leaving this area or I'm leaving this whatever the fill in the blank, this gym, and I'm going somewhere else. Are you able to maintain that quote unquote friendship once you leave, right? A lot of times people are not able to do so. And when they're not able to do so, it creates an issue. And it's like, well, if they don't go to that gym anymore, I don't really know like how we're going to hang out. Or if they don't go to this church anymore, I don't know how we're going to hang out. Or if they don't, you know what I'm saying, work at this company anymore. I don't know when we would have time for each other. And sometimes that makes sense, but other times that doesn't make sense. If you have a true friendship, it has seasons of growth. I should not still be the same person that I was at 20, at 30, right? And so if I was friends with you at 20, our friendship should not look the same at 30, just because I should have grown. And I would hope that you would have grown And then our friendship would have grown as a result of both of us growing as individuals, right? We want to grow individually so you can grow collectively. And friendships are essentially the same as a relationship. The only difference is, hopefully, (laughs) there's no sex involved or there's no that physical containment. You know, it's, it's hopefully not crossing that boundary, but you still have to put in work in a friendship. And so if you're putting in the work and 
you're saying, okay, so I want to make sure I see this person at least once a month. And so I'm scheduling a brunch, but I find that they keep counseling or they keep, oh, not this week. What about that? Or if you're a person that loves conferences, um, workshops, that type of thing, and you're always scheduling, you're like, we can meet up in two months at this conference. And then they say no. Or if you're a person who loves concerts and that's y'all's thing, but then you find that over time they start skipping out and they're not available and they don't have the money and, you know, all of these things, then you have to evaluate, is this good for me where I'm at in my life? Is this quote unquote a good friendship for me? And just because a person is a good person does not mean that they would be a good friend. And even if they're a good friend, their season just may be up with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, as you walk your journey through life, only you know what you're going through. Only you know where you are in your walk. Only you know what you can handle. So if that person is going through a really difficult, really challenging, really emotional, heavy time in their life, and you're going through, you know, something physically demanding in your life, and you say, right now I cannot put in all that I should put into this friendship because I'm going through my own personal struggles, then then that's when you would say, you know, at this time, I'm not able to give however much to this friendship, or I have to back off and I can only text you occasionally, or I can only check in from here, here and there, you know, but you would have to understand where you are in your walk, in your life, and then understand where they are. So say they lose like a loved one and they need the emotional support to continue to move on in life. And you're like, I'm physically struggling in my body with sickness or something of that nature, maybe carrying a baby or trying to get pregnant or, um, I don't know, just something going on in your personal body. And then you're like, I just really cannot help you in this moment. I can send you a couple of scriptures. I can send you a couple of encouraging words. I can send you, you know, some affirmations, maybe a nice text. But as far as sitting on the phone and really going through that journey with you, I'm not able to do that. That's when in a friendship, you would have to understand like, this is where I'm at. This, this is where they are at. And at this moment, it doesn't work. That doesn't mean you won't eventually come back together. Does not mean they're a bad person or you're a bad person. It's just... You're at different stages in life and you need different things. And so understanding that people do come and go because one of the worst things with a relationship or friendship is to keep someone tangled up, tied up, like intertwined with you and their time is up. You're wasting your time and theirs. They might have meant, they might have been meant to meet another friend or another person but they were tangled up and intertwined with you and y'all both knew it wasn't right, but you just kept going. You don't want that on your conscience. You don't want that in your energy. You don't want that on your mind. If time is up, it's just up. No matter how much you kick and scream and beg and plead and all of that, if time is up and the relationship has run its course, the friendship has run its course, it's just what it is. And I want to be able to say all of that to go into the journaling topic for this month I said all that to say when you're looking for new friends when you're assessing where you are currently and you're saying you know I've had some friendships that are 10 15 20 years and I want somebody new like I want something else or say you lose that you leave that job or you leave that gym or you leave that church and you say okay so that friend was kind of assigned to that particular entity and now that I'm no longer there I'm looking for someone else also let me throw this in there one friend cannot be everything for you so if you have a friend who specializes in 
like financial matters, cool. That is not going to be the same friend, maybe that travels with you, but maybe not, right? And then if you have a travel friend, that may or may not be the person who says, I'm going to hold you accountable to reading your Bible every day or going to church every day or not fornicating or whatever the, you know what I'm saying? Whatever your journey is in life, you might be in a marriage. That friend may or may not be able to hold you accountable for being a good wife, a good spouse, a good significant other. They might say, that's not me. I'm really good at holding you accountable, showing up for gym, making sure you're actually doing your workout, making sure you're eating correctly or monitoring your diet or checking in with your doctor or whatever it is. But understand that one friend cannot be all that you need them to be. A friend holds a place. Now, I will say that some people are multifaceted in they can be your travel buddy and your financial accountant, you know, like your accountability person financially, right? They can be those two, but then they wouldn't be your emotional like relationship expert, or they wouldn't be your weight loss and, you know, maintaining your physical activity expert, or they wouldn't be issues with parents. And you know what I'm saying? They can only do so much. So that's more so why (laughs) you would want to have more than just one friend because that one friend, as much as they probably would love to support you and love to help you as much as they can, they are not able to carry all that they carry and all the things that come with you. I am so adamant that um, when people are in relationships that they continue to have friends that are the same sex as them and not rely on their significant other because they hold a position, yes, And that you do want to be friends with whoever you're in a relationship with. You do want to have a friendship, but they cannot be your only friend because they're biased in whatever benefits, not necessarily benefits them, but they're biased in one way. And so someone else can look at the situation and you're like, I told him this and he told me that and I did this and then he did that. You can really not see that all that's going on or the offenses if you're in it versus someone who's not in it and it doesn't, the outcome doesn't affect them one way or the other. They can say you were actually wrong there. They were actually wrong here, but you were actually wrong there versus when it's you versus them, it's not going to be a clear, fair fight. And so I'm like, if you cut everybody off for your relationship and then you don't have any friends, that's putting all the burden on that person that you're with to be everything for you. And that's not the way that relationships were designed. So Let me get back (laughs) to the journaling topic. I just want to give you some backstory so you can have an understanding of why I'm saying what I'm saying. So you've had a friend and you've had them for years and you're leaving something in the past, right? And as you're leaving something in the past, you decide, I want new friends. I want to meet new people. I want to be open to new possibilities, right? And in that, friends do not just fall out the sky. They're made. And so... You would have to do something different to get something that you don't currently have. So if you're looking for people, you can't say, I'm going to go to to church and back home. I'm going to go to work and back home. I'm going to go to the gym and back home. And that's it. You have to do something while you're at the gym. You might strike up a conversation with somebody. You might say, at church, I'm going to sit in a different part of the church, so I'm bumping into somebody. Or I might get involved in a different ministry so I can meet different people. But you would have to do something different in order to get a different result. But because we're talking about journaling, I want you to take a moment to assess, do I have five friends? Like, not five acquaintances, 
not five associates, which acquaintance is high. You know their face. They know your face. They might know your name. Cool. Associates, they know a little bit more about you. They know maybe five things, 10 things about you, but they don't know a lot. You haven't let them in that deepest layer of who you are, right? And then, of course, a friend knows way more and they could be considered family. Also, there are different kinds of friends, but just for the sake of the the really quick explanation, do you have five friends? Five people who know you better than most people. If you have them, you write them down and you look at how long have we been friends? How close are we? How do I benefit this relationship? How do they benefit this relationship? Do you want to continue being friends with them? First and foremost, (laughs) like I cannot tell you how many people that I know that are friends, and I put air quotes, friends with someone, and they really don't want to be friends with them. They're just like, we've known each other 20 years. And it's like, yes. And they're like, but they're at this place in their life, and I'm at this place, and we really don't have anything in common anymore. Okay, so bump them down to like an associate or an acquaintance. You don't have anything against them. They don't have anything against you. But if you're at two different places in life and it doesn't mesh, they're telling you about 401ks and and stock options and traveling and blah, blah. And you're telling them about college classes and, you know, the the college drama and frat parties. They're like, what? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I don't want to hear this. And you on the other side are saying, I don't want to hear this. Okay, so you're married and you're wanting to have kids. They're just starting to date and they don't want to hear how, however your marriage is going. They don't want to hear it, right? And it's like, well, I don't really know what else we would talk about. We don't really have anything else in common. So then it's like, well, why do you consider them a friend then? So just write down how many friends you have. Hopefully it's close to five. I mean, I think I can put down two names. (laughs) I think that a lot of people like would rate themselves higher than where they actually are. But you would be the one who determines, am I giving? Am I getting? Am I serving? Am I loving? Like, am I showing up? Are they showing up? You know, you would have to assess the whole thing and say, these are just really good associates or these are just really good acquaintances who really could be moved to associate but not quite the friend like you would have to itemize who they are where they are what space they hold in your life and like I said their season could have been up we were friends while you know college and high school and the first early part of our entry-level career and then after that they their life went this way my life went this way nothing wrong with that when you see them hey how you doing how you been good to catch up you know catch up as much as you can and move on. It's nothing wrong with that. And don't be afraid to say, we were friends, now we're associates. It's your life. You hire and fire accordingly. If you're able to deal with the baggage and whatever comes with the person, cool. But if you're not, that's cool too. Each person has their own individual walk and you don't want someone to befriend you and then their heaviness of their walk slow you down from what you're supposed to accomplish. So, get your journal write down how many friends you actually have and then some things about your friendship so you are in touch with in tune with where you are where you're going what the possibilities could be can we still remain friends do we have anything outside of years you know what i'm saying do we have anything a reason to be friends also i want you to write 
what is keeping me busy these days? So when looking potentially for a new friend or a new acquaintance or a new associate, I think it lies in what you're already doing. So what is keeping you busy? When you clock out, maybe you trail ride. Maybe you um, bar hop. Maybe you play like co-ed volleyball. I don't know. I'm just thinking of things that people do on the weekends or, you know, once they get off work. Whatever it is you do, what is keeping you busy? So when you sit with that and you write it down, you say, okay, Tuesdays I've been going to karaoke night. Okay, Wednesdays I've been, you know, kickboxing. Thursdays I've been singles ministry at my church. Fridays I've been, you know, picking a different restaurant and going sitting at the bar. What is keeping you busy? And when you list what is keeping you busy, then you're able to see, okay, so these are some spots that I might actually meet someone who's like me because they're doing what I'm doing. Obviously, you strike up a conversation, you get to see that if that actually matches. But I'm just saying to get your mind going, what is keeping me busy when I get off work? Okay, so then you would write, where am I investing my time? So that goes with the what is keeping you busy? Where am I investing my time? So if I go to the gym three days a week and I'm just saying I'm going to do cardio, but then I take it up a notch and I say I'm going to get a personal trainer, I'm investing time there, like more time, right? And the gym is the overarching theme here. So if you're investing your time and that's keeping you busy, yes, that's two things, like two questions that you can answer. And it's like, you write that first question, what is keeping me busy? You write some stuff. And then you answer the second question, where am I investing my time? You write some more stuff. Well, that in two categories means you have a higher likelihood of meeting somebody there because you're investing your time and it's keeping you busy, right? Okay, so then you ask, what responsibilities am I carrying from week to week? So, of course, as a parent, whatever my kids have going on, that's my responsibility. So, For me, I'm like, I have a full-time job, I massage on the side, I have kids, what responsibilities am I carrying? My oldest is in band, the younger two play sports, like, we have a full situation. What responsibilities am I carrying? I'm carrying a lot. The podcast, I record weekly, you know what I'm saying? Like, I record weekly, and then I read, and then I, you know what I'm saying? I have a lot of responsibilities, so I would list down all the things that I do weekly, and it's like, realistically, do you have the space? Do you have the capacity to add two friends? Not really, unless we're going to be texting friends, unless we're going to be every now and then pop up, you know, because my schedule is hectic enough, and then adding a friend, like I said, you don't want to just say, I want a friend. You have to be able to give and get. A friendship is a relationship that you have to maintain. Like, you have to work at it. You can't just say, we bonded that one time in yoga when we both passed out, and then that's enough to carry us five years. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. You have to put in in order to get out. Okay? Also, so then you ask, what ways can I meet new people? So when you're writing and you say, what keeps me busy? What am I investing my time in? How much responsibility do I have a week? And then I say, you know, I have like three hours a week that I can devote to meeting someone new and, you know, checking out their life and seeing what they do and maybe possibly, you know, meeting up with them somewhere and just enjoying each other, right? And so 
what new ways can you meet people? If you're a person who loves food, instead of sitting at the booth in the back of the restaurant, you can say, I can go sit at the bar. And you'll never know who you'll meet at the bar. You never know. You can meet somebody every day, a different person every day. And they just chat you up. You chat them up. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I met this one person. They were so fascinating. And da 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 da, da And it might turn into something. It might not. But if you keep putting yourself out there to meet new people, you eventually will meet people. You know what I'm saying? If you sit in the back of the booth at the back of the restaurant, who are you going to meet? People going to the restroom? And that at that case... They're just saying hi and going in the restroom. They're not really saying, oh, that dress looks nice or, oh, your food looks good. They might say something small, but it's not the same as you're in a bar setting. People can come up to you and sit down and eat and drink together, you know? So in what ways are you meeting people? If you go to the gym, are you going straight to your rack, doing your squats or your lunges or whatever? Are you doing your overhead presses and then walking Do you have your music in the whole entire time? No eye contact with people? Or are you open to meeting people at the gym? Like, in what ways can you meet new people? Maybe linger back when you're wiping your stuff down. Maybe take the AirPods out once you finish so where people see you are available to talk. And they might come up and say, you know, I've really seen you've been in here and you're committed and you really kill when you do these bench presses. I just impressive. Or I really see you on this elliptical and you give it all. You just never know, right? People have the opportunity to meet you and say stuff if you make yourself available. If you're closed off, how will you meet somebody new? Or you could also take the other approach and go and approach people and say, oh, I didn't know that machine did that. Oh, I see you coming here every single week. You're dedicated. You could strike up a conversation with someone if you are willing to step out of your comfort zone and what you normally do, which is come, work out, and go home. Same in church, same at the grocery store, same wherever it is that you frequent. Also, when you are writing, who do you enjoy being around? This question for me, it's not particularly a person. I enjoy being around people who have an open mind. I enjoy being around people who are open to new possibilities. I enjoy being around people who are up for an adventure. I enjoy people, I enjoy being around people who say, you know, I don't know, but I I can see that. I can, you know, they have that willingness to even think about it, to consider things versus somebody that's like, what? No, no. Stay past time? No. Go here? No. Where is it? No, that's packed. You know, like if they have a limited mindset, that's not people that I would want to be friends with because that's not how I think. So you can say when you're writing that question, who do you enjoy being around? You can say people who love road trips, people who love to do like two week travel, people who don't have kids, people who have kids, people who aren't married, you know, whatever your preference is, nothing is off limits because if you're going to be friends with somebody, that means you have to accept everything that comes with them. So if you're accepting everything that comes with them, why would you not put the parameters on what you're accepting? If they say, um, I, I don't know. I can't even think if they say something that you don't really agree with, I wouldn't say just cut them off, but you might keep them in an acquaintance associate category and not really look to go deeper with them because I don't have that much in common. So just being aware of what you enjoy being around can help you narrow down people that you can consider friends. Um, I would also say who seems genuinely interested in you. So say you did a dance class and people come up to you after, or just maybe one person comes up to you after and they say, man, class was intense and da, 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 da. And they tell you, you really got that one part down and I was struggling. I mean, they just really are talking to you, right? They seem genuinely interested, right? 
you want to make note of those people. You're in the grocery store and somebody says, that dress is really cute or whatever you have on is really nice. And you say, thank you. And then they say something else. And then you, oh yeah, I saw these on sale on the other side of the store. And they, yeah, I'm really good with blah, blah, blah. You know, they just really have a full conversation going. You of course want to gauge it and see if they're just making small talk or if they're genuinely interested. But if they're genuinely interested, you want to make note of that because then it's like, okay, we may actually be friends. We might actually be able to hang out outside of the grocery store or the gym or church or wherever you meet these people at, you know, you might be able to actually evolve that into something. So you want to keep note, like sit down and think who am I, who is genuinely interested in me and see what comes to your mind. But you want to sit down long enough to journal this. Like, I mean, you can think it while you're walking to your car, you know, while you're moving, but A lot of times the thoughts don't connect right then. So when you're journaling, you're like, okay, so who are my five friends? How long have we been friends? Where am I investing my time? What am I actively involved in? What are my responsibilities week to week? What ways can I meet new people? Do I even enjoy being around other people, right? And then what kind of people would I enjoy being around? You know, at this point in your life, are you able to take on a friend, I'm telling you, friends do not fall from the sky. It's something that you have to make an effort. You have to make an effort. And it's so hard to believe that. It's not as hard to make friends, but it's hard to believe that because nobody talks about adult friendships. So it's like you just kind of fall into stuff, right? You work with this person. They Their cubicle is right by yours. Y'all both don't particularly don't like your boss or y'all both don't particularly like some people that work there. You know what I'm saying? You just kind of fall in. Well, we bonded over. It was really hectic around political season and everybody was talking about it and we were the only two who didn't. Or we go to church and we always sit on the same pew and they have one kid, I have three. We just always, you know, or they shop here and typically see them Sunday evenings when I go, they're in there, you know, just little things and you end up like bonding with people over there. But just because you bond with someone does not mean that they're friend material. You would have to get, you know, a better understanding, a better foundation, a better basis of who they are. But opening yourself up to the possibility leads to maybe having new friends. I want you to be enriched in every possible way as a person who, like I said, I have a lot of associates Very few friends, which typically you don't want to go deep with every single person because every person doesn't need to know all your business. But as a person who loves to talk, loves to meet people, loves to connect with people, interact with as many people as possible, I have to understand that in order to actually make friends, then I have to do things a little different. And I'm really good at the surface level, you know, the the just talking. But as far as getting deeper and deeper, I have to actually make that effort to get to know people more. But of course, I can't do that with everyone because I don't have the physical capacity to take on every person and all that they carry because I carry stuff just like another person would. So I have to be aware of what kind of people do I enjoy being around? What can I really genuinely take on right now? Who can I add to and who can add to me? Also, I will just throw this in. Um, Mentors are great, but they're typically not friends. They're typically someone that you look up to for 
like professional careers, like advice or, you know, personal development or, you know, something in some way, shape or form as a mentor, they have something that you want or somewhere in life that you're striving to get to. And so you look up to them and they might, you know, have sessions with you or they might pull up and y'all might have conversations just so you're able to understand what it takes to be on their level. Cool. But that's not really a friend. So I know plenty of people that are like, I have six mentors and I'm like, oh, and they're like, yeah, but they talk to them like they're friends, which is associate (laughs) because they're not really set up to be like, you know what I'm saying? A friend, they're set up to mentor you in one capacity and you're set up as a mentee to take whatever you can get from them to try to help you be your best person. I'm not saying that a friendship couldn't form from a mentor mentee. It's just typically going into that. It's not how that's set up. And a lot of times people have mentors and they don't even know it. Like the mentor doesn't know that some mentee is following them and, you know, keeping up with their every move and trying to emulate them. They just know when this person gets up to speak, they have this air about them. Or when this person comes in the room as a CEO, they have this about them that I just really love. Or when this person does X, Y, and Z, I just really love that. And so they're trying to figure out how do I get to that level or how do I get that trait or that skill or whatever master for me and so I think mentors are a beautiful thing so I think as you're finding friends I think you should find mentors as well (laughs) but that is a separate topic obviously um but I just wanted to drop that off like as an adult as a person who will go through life and continue to go through life and it's always something around the corner I think that we should have friends we should have friends that we travel with friends that we turn up at the club with, friends that we go to church conferences with, friends that we go on dating events with, friends that um, if we have kids, we do play dates and all that kind of stuff together with, friends that, you know, if you're a bowler, they go bowling, they get, you know what I'm saying? I think you should have that. And when you have rough moments in your life, then you have like a support system to turn to, to help you navigate that. But also understand that you would want to be there support them through whatever they're going through so friendships are not a one-sided thing and as an adult you have a lot going on just like they have a lot going on but being able to find someone that you're able to navigate life together and they help you in a way and that you help them in a way that y'all both can be better in the long run but because you're an adult that you want to be selective enough to not just say you know we bonded over this no No, time out for that. You might have some people that you bonded. We went to the same high school. We went to the same elementary. We went to the same middle school. We lived in the same city. We went to the same church. Cool. Now, as a full adult, what new friends can you make that can expand your horizon, that can enhance your experiences, that can shift your perspective from where you currently are? And I'm not saying you have to go out and find five people. You might find one person from this exercise. But that'll be one person more than what you have now. I'm telling you, it is my wish for each and every person listening to this podcast to be better in a way. If you want to start emotionally, great. If you want to start financially, great. If you want to start physically, great. If you want to start mentally, great. If you want to start spiritually, great. I just want whoever is listening to this podcast to be blessed, to be better, to go away and think All that life has to offer is mine to receive.
that's it and that's all for this episode of course i'm coming back to you live at five okay i hope that you heard something that sticks with you or that pops back up in your mind later in the week and you're able to marinate on it real quick if you could spotify has a new option to rate podcast so if you heard this podcast on spotify if you could leave a rating or if you heard it on apple if you could leave a review so other people can find this podcast and take a listen thank you so very much i truly could not do it without you and just know i'm probably somewhere talking until next time toodles y'all <laughs>